with both the men's and women's teams uh, canceling and postponing games this week means we have plenty of time to preview a pair of conference showdowns for both sides. The men's team traveling to Penn State, the women's team hosting Maryland. Uh, We'll look into both those games, get you guys all set for the weekend's action on today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Thursday, December 30th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletics news, analysis, recaps, as I said today, previews. Just in general, try to have a good time here each and every day. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rood. I want to thank you for making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day and your first listen every day. Uh, Just a reminder, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Just search Locked on Hoosiers. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. As always, guys, make sure you, you are subscribed to Locked On Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just takes a minute for you guys, really helps us out a ton. You can also follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. We're going to do things a little bit uh, different to end the week. Again, another holiday week slash weekend coming up. I know we usually save the previews until right before the games, but want to do a little bit of a special podcast for Friday. So we're going to look at both the men's and women's basketball games that are set to take place on Sunday for today's episode. We're going to start with the men's team. They will travel to University Park to take on Penn State on Sunday. Tip-off is set for 4 p.m. 4 p.m. and it'll be on BTN, the Big Ten Network. Uh, Penn State is 5-5 five and five coming into this season. Uh, they are 0-1 in their one Big Ten game. They took on uh, Michigan State. And lost by 16 points. It's a team that doesn't have any top 100 wins, and they've only played four top 100 game top 100 games, and it's their four uh, most recent losses. Their best win is over a Wagner team that is ranked 116th. Just for some reference, that's roughly a little bit better than the Marshall or Nebraska teams that the Hoosiers have beaten. So. Uh, Not a particularly impressive resume for Penn State. Uh, They're coming in. They have not played since December 11th. That Penn State, uh, or excuse me, that Michigan State game was the last time they've played. A really long layoff for them uh, as they have dealt with a COVID outbreak and have had to cancel games. Um, So the... The Nittany Lions are a team uh, that have struggled this year, but most importantly are a team that uh, just has not played. So you're going to get a really rusty team coming in. Ken Palm, just based on the sheer numbers, predicts this as a two-point win for the Hoosiers, 65-63 to be exact, 
with a 59% win probability. What that doesn't factor in is the fact that this will be uh, Penn State's first game in three weeks. Uh, so that is just surely from a number standpoint and the fact it's going to be a road conference game. Uh, any road conference win is a, is a big one. Uh, this is a really good chance for the Hoosiers to pick up their first road win of the season. The circumstances are favorable to the Hoosiers uh, to get that win, kind of get that monkey off their back now and set them up for a pair of home conference games, uh, one coming against Ohio State that could be a really uh, big win for them. This series uh, has been dominated by the Hoosiers historically. They are 41 and 12 overall, uh, dating back, played a couple times in the 70s, uh, but really it wasn't until they only played once in the 70s, once in the 80s, and then from 92, 93 on is really when the rivalry or the series really picked up as Penn State uh, joined the Big Ten. So there's been some memorable games, just kind of looking back. There was the uh, triple overtime game in February of 2017. Uh, Hoosiers win that one 110 to 102. It was a game where uh, Thomas Bryant scored 31 points with 11 rebounds. Robert Johnson had 27 points and 11 rebounds. Josh Newkirk had 27 points. Devontae Green had 10 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, but nobody else scored in double digits. Uh, those four accounted for the vast majority uh, of the points. 95 of the 110 points came from those four. Only about a, three weeks to a, maybe a month before that was the game the Hoosiers won in University Park on a James Blackman buzzer beating three. He goes the length of the court gets up a three-pointer falling out of bounds as time expires. Uh, that was a fun win, though uh, that is probably not what that game is remembered for. Uh, that was the final game OG Ananobi played for Indiana. That's what I unfortunately remember about that game. There was also a random game in 2012 that I remembered that I looked up, the Matt Roth game, where the uh, number 12 Hoosiers win 88-82. to in the Jordan Center and University Park. Uh, I call it the Matt Roth game, but it was the Matt Roth and Jordy Halls game. Jordy Halls had 28 points, 7 of 9 shooting from the three-point line. Matt Roth had 22 points, 5 of 6 shooting from the three-point line. They go 12 of 15 from the three-point line to power the Hoosiers to a win. I remember that game uh, being early, or at least early by... Uh, college kids standards because I missed the game, but that win made the Hoosiers 15 and one. And don't we all yearn for those days? So I, it'll be fun to see. I don't know uh, what role player I would predict could have a Matt Roth esque performance, maybe a, uh, a Tamar Bates scoring outburst. I don't know that that would be a, the right comparison considering what Matt Roth's role on that team was maybe a, Anthony Leal outburst or something. I don't know, but it'd be fun to have a scoring outburst like that from somebody off the bench because, again, this is a situation that the Hoosiers could and really should be taking advantage of on Sunday. 
let's dive into what Penn State is as a team and uh, what the Hoosiers can expect from them on both sides of the ball. We mentioned them at the top of the podcast, though. Today's sponsor is NetSuite. So this is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, your inventory, your HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com locked. It's very simple. Head to netsuite.com locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com locked. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview. These guys have you covered with uh, local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview is live now. This Penn State team is a really interesting team to look at. We'll start on the offensive side of the ball. They're an above-average team overall. But there's areas where it's just kind of boom or bust with them. They have an adjusted efficiency of 105.5 on Ken Palm. Uh, the national average across Division I schools is 100.9. Uh, that number uh, for Penn State is worse than the Hoosiers, but not by a lot to give you just some context on how good they are on that end of the court. But they play at one of the absolute slowest tempos in the country. Out of 358 teams, they are 344th in tempo. This team is going to slow the ball down as much as possible. They take as long as they can on these possessions, and it leads to success in some areas. They are one of the best teams in the country at scoring inside the arc. Uh, They're shooting 55.1% on two pointers which is 33rd nationally uh compared that's exactly the same percentage to a tenth as the Hoosiers uh they're marginally better inside the arc uh they also shoot well from the free throw line very much not like the Hoosiers and they do not get blocked uh that one's a little bit of an oddity a lot of that i think depends on who you play and just your general play style. But those three areas are where they're best at. Overall, they just have a a really good effective field goal percentage, which uh, largely because of how well they shoot inside the arc. Their average exactly uh, outside the arc, 33.2%, which is exactly the Division I average. Where they struggle, and stop me if you've heard this before, they turn the ball over a lot. Uh, Not quite as much as Indiana but they are 225th in turnover percentage. The Hoosiers are 289th 
So not a ton of separation. They do not re, uh, rebound the ball offensively well at all. 217th in the country. And they do not get to the line almost at all. 285th in the country on those three areas. Uh, the only other area where they are below average is just steal percentage, which um, means they give up the ball. And it's a lot of live ball turnovers, uh, not dead ball, out of bounds, types of travels, things like that. It's bad passes that lead into turnovers and running the other way. Uh, so it's an interesting offense. If you look at it overall, it looks um, it looks good, but there's areas where they can exploit. Overall, vast majority of their points come from the three-point line, despite being a really good two-point shooting team. Uh, over 35% of their points come from the three-point line, which is far above the national average. So they shoot a lot of threes. Uh, they are average at it, but inside the arc, they are pretty strong. Again, all this should come with the caveat that it's going to be really hard to determine how they play um, with three weeks off. Like There's just going to be a lot of rust on this team. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a pretty sloppy ugly game from them defensively uh they again it's kind of boom or bust with them even to a greater degree they're an above average defense uh certainly not uh anywhere close to the hoosiers can't really compare them on that end but they are one of the best teams in the country at not putting teams on the free throw line isn't really an issue for the hoosiers because they don't make them when they get there and they do not give up offensive rebounds. Despite not rebounding the ball offensively, they do not give up offensive rebounds. Uh, 51st in the country and not allowing them, basically. Again, slightly above average in defending two-pointers. Almost exactly average at defending three-pointers. Almost exactly average in terms of opponent free throw percentage. Nothing they can control there. The three or four areas where they struggle the most. They absolutely do not create turnovers at all. They are 348th in the country at uh, turnover percentage on the defensive end. There are only 358 teams in the country. So bottom 10 in that regard, bottom 15 in block percentage, they are not going to block you. And uh, then they are bottom about 30 in steal percentage and just generally forcing turnovers. Uh, most of the points against them come from the three-point line. Uh, they are average when it comes to points coming from the from inside the arc, and then they just don't give up many points at the free throw line. It's going to be interesting to see how all of this compares to how they're able to perform. But the fact that they do not create turnovers, and as we mentioned uh, in Tuesday's episode, the Hoosiers have gotten much, much better of late in, uh, in turnovers in general and not giving the ball up. They're averaging 13 over their last five games. It's going to be interesting. I don't want to say it's necessarily a test, but uh, in a way it kind of is to see how much the Hoosiers have improved in not turning the ball over on Sunday because – Based on the evidence of 10 games, this should not be a team that you turn the ball over against. That's just not something. That, and they've played good teams. They've played 
LSU, they've played – they're 0-2 in conference, I should say. I'm sorry. They played Ohio State and Michigan State, lost both those games. They played Miami of Florida. Uh, so they played some decent teams, um, but they've also played some really bad teams. And despite all that, they just do not turn or force turnover. So that'll be an interesting challenge for the Hoosiers. If you're looking at a couple of individuals to note uh, as we kind of wrap up this preview of them, uh, Seth Lundy leads the team in scoring at 14.7 points, uh, leads the team in three-pointers attempted at 6.2 per game, but is shooting 33.9%, uh, the forward, junior forward. Sam Sessoms is at 13.3 points per game. Uh, by percentage, he is their best three-point shooter at 42.9, but he uh, attempts just 2.8 per game. And then Jalen Pickett is at 11.9 points. Uh, again, another high-volume, low-efficiency shooter. Five attempts per game from three, 30%. Uh, their big man is John Harrer who is at 11.4 points and 10.6 rebounds per game. Uh, the only other big uh, shooter they have is Miles Dredd, uh, who has started seven of their 10 games. Again, five attempts for, per game from three, only 35% shooting. So they get up a lot of threes, uh, but they just don't make a lot of them. They're... Uh, those three account for over 15 three-pointers attempted per game and are they make about a third of them, which in the modern game is not average anymore. So, it, again, all this, I keep saying this, I don't really know what to expect from this team. Three weeks off, uh, you can look at all the stats you want about how they usually play, but it's really going to be hard to tell what, what's going to change, and who might even be available after three weeks off. Clearly, they've had some issues. Uh, we will see. It's kind of day-to-day. We've already seen that this week things can change in a heartbeat, and uh, so it's really hard to kind of predict what this game is going to look like. Those are the numbers we have. Those are the stu- the the figures we have to go off, or we have to go off of. We'll see, but again, I think it's a really good opportunity for the Hoosiers to get a road conference win, and there is no such thing as a bad road conference win. The women's team is going to have one of their biggest games of the season, Uh, maybe the biggest game of the season, considering the implications it'll have in the conference. They host Maryland on Sunday. We're going to get you caught up on that, but first, uh, let's talk about Bet Online, who has you guys covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the College Bowl season and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus. So whether it's football, basketball, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games, these guys have you covered and don't wait to take advantage of all the opportunities they have. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. The big one that's been circled on the calendars since 
uh, probably the end of last season, IU in Maryland, part one. Uh, the Hoosiers will host the Terrapins at 3 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, there have been no favors done. This means the women's team is going to tip off at about 3. If we're lucky, uh, the first half will end roughly around the time the men's game will tip off. And then you're going to have to do some flipping back and forth between channels to see the second half of this game and the first half of the men's game. This game will be in Assembly Hall. It will be on ESPN2. So the good news is both these games are going to be on national TV. Will be easy to find. Histor- er, this season, Maryland is 10-3, and three, but there are a lot of caveats that come with this record. Uh, they started off the season 6-0. and oh. They were in the Bahamas with the Hoosiers. It was uh, the Hoosiers, NC State, Stanford, and Miami. They played NC State first and lost, and then played Stanford and lost. However, those two games, they had seven available players uh, because of illnesses, COVID, injuries, a mixture of things. They barely were able to put a roster out there. They were barely able to even play the game. So when they lost by 18 to NC State and 18 to Stanford, those are easy games to compare score lines with the Hoosiers, but they were drastically different circumstances. Uh, they came back and they beat Miami as the Hoosiers did. Uh, they played South Carolina, the number one team in the country, a couple weeks ago. Lost to them by seven. Uh, but they have not played since December 21st. They uh, have two wins in the conference over Rutgers and Purdue. Before that South Carolina game, they then played Coppin State and had the their game against Illinois uh, that was scheduled for today uh, postponed. So they were on a bit of a layoff. The interesting thing about this series, I don't even want to call it a rivalry because Maryland has won every game these two teams have played. They've only played 11 times, dating back to 2015, 2014-15, but Maryland is 11-0. Last season, though, uh, Maryland won the second game by just four points, 84-80. to uh, That was a game in which Indiana had a big rally in the fourth quarter, outscored them 33-23, to but could not overcome the deficit in the end, Grace Berger had 26 points, seven assists, three rebounds in that game. Mackenzie Holmes had 18 points and 11 rebounds. That came after uh, the year prior. The last meeting they had was up in Indianapolis when Maryland thumped uh, the Hoosiers uh, in the Big Ten tournament uh, in the first round. So, This has not been a game where the Hoosiers have seen much success historically, but this is a very different team than the one the Hoosiers have had historically. If you're looking at a couple of individuals uh, on Maryland's side to pay attention to, it's going to start with Angel Reese, who's averaging 18.1 points and 10.5 rebounds per game. Going to be a fascinating uh, game to watch between her and Mackenzie Holmes. Ashley Owusu. Is averaging 16.5 points and 4.1 rebounds. Katie Benzin is their third leading scorer, one of the players that was unavailable in the Bahamas. She's averaging 13.7 points and shooting 47.8% from the three-point line. So uh, 
absolutely somebody you need to watch out for. And it makes sense why they struggled so much without her. Among a host of others, they did not have for that game. Coming into the contest, there's, again, a big variance in the coaches and AP poll. Coaches poll has a Hoosier 6th and Maryland 8th. The AP poll has the two teams switched. Maryland is 6th and the Hoosiers are 8th. This will be uh, this will sort some things out in that regard. Regardless, it's a top 10 matchup between a number 6 and number 8 ranked team, however poll whatever poll you want to use, but uh, this will sort some things out in the Big 10 standings. Michigan is right there. Uh, it's going to be a three-horse race. But this is a home game, and the Hoosiers need to protect home court. So a really, really, really big game in that regard. Both teams have had a game postponed since they last played, so both teams on a bit of an extended rest. But I'm excited for this one. This is going to be a really, really big game, a really exciting one, and uh, a chance for the Hoosiers to get one of their biggest wins in the program's history, uh, particularly in the regular season. So... Be on the lookout for both those games on Sunday. I, I'm i either going to be flipping back and forth. I might just put on multiple streams, watch both games at the same time, or at least attempt to. But want to thank you guys again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow with a New Year's resolution podcast, similar to the fun one we did for what uh, the Hoosiers should be asking Santa for last week. We're going to do a New Year's resolution podcast this week. Now, for your second listen today, head on over to Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Appreciate all the love you guys have given us. Follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review. Again, all that stuff, I can't tell you how much it helps us out. just takes you guys one moment. Most importantly, though, have a good Thursday. Have a happy new year if I don't, uh, if you guys don't hear me again. And most, most importantly, Elio. <laughs>